link established. So you want to be a podcaster. Our mission is to encourage and equip you for excellence in podcasting. Your hosts are Andrew Rappaport, host of the Rappaport and Apologetics Live, and executive director of the Christian Podcast Community. Together with Colleen Sharp, host of Theology Gals and chief administrator of the Christian Podcast Community. Well, you know, Colleen, sometimes you have to record even when you don't feel like it. Even when you have a cold and you sound lousy, but it's still got to get done. Yeah, especially when your co-host is heading out for vacation for three weeks. (laughs) But I can't blame her because, well, um, I headed out for (laughs) several weeks myself and will be out some of the time that you are. I will be in California while you're jet-setting around in your RV. But... By the time actually this drops, we'll be both out of our states traveling around. And so we had to record, even though I don't sound the best. So sorry, folks, that I sound like this. But what we're going to talk about today is podcast ethics. Did you ever think about that? There is some things we should think about when it comes to ethical ways to doing podcasts. We're going to talk about behavior. We're going to be to talk about playing games with numbers. We are going to talk about legal issues, how to promote your show, and then we're going to talk about working with others. So let's start with the issue of behavior. Now, one of the things I want to remind people is remember why you're podcasting. If you lose sight of that goal, remember back in episode one, we talked about having a goal. If you lose sight of the goal that you have in podcasting, you may fall into some things, some little tricks that work because they get downloads, but should you be doing them? Now, I want to put a disclaimer. Uh, This show is part of the Christian podcast community, which means, well, Colleen and I are Christians. Now, we know that many people who are not Christians listen to these episodes because there's a lot they can learn from this. This episode is going to be a little bit heavier on those that profess to be Christians. I don't expect someone who doesn't profess to be a Christian to act like a Christian. But for those of you who are Christian podcasters, well, this episode is especially for you because you're held to a higher standard. You are an ambassador for Jesus Christ, and everything you do on your podcast and in that promotion is going to represent back to Jesus Christ. So if you do things that are unethical, that represents Jesus as being unethical. It, it reflects back to him. And if we're going to reflect him in a way that we are a good ambassador, then we have to do so in a way that upholds the things that he upholds. And therefore, there's some things that work very well in podcasting, and we should not do these things. Let me, let me start with language. The language that some people use on their podcast can be, well— are you using language that's we would expect to see from a Christian if you're a Christian podcast? If you, especially even if you're a secular podcast, if you say that you mark your podcast as clean and then you use foul language, well, I have news for you. If iTunes or some of these others see that you've done that, they actually just remove the podcast. So, it's a, you got to be careful with that. Now, there are ways around that. You must, 
if you're going to use foul language or language that's not clean and you're marked as a clean podcast, now I wouldn't think a Christian should ever be having that, but there could be times where a Christian may be playing some audio from somewhere else and it has foul language and they don't know how to beep it out. But if you're using language that's not clean and your podcast is marked clean, you better make sure that you put a disclaimer up front, because if you don't have that disclaimer and you get caught, your podcast can be taken down. Um, there are, there's actually uh, certain countries where if they catch it, they remove the podcast um, completely from their, from being able to be heard at all uh, within the country. So that is something to just be careful of. Um, so, Colleen, anything you you think on language that we should bring up? Well, a verse that I think is really great to keep in mind and really about everything we're talking about here, and that's Ephesians 4.29, let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for the need of the moment that it may give grace to those who hear. And I said that from, from memory, so I maybe got it a little bit wrong, but, you know, we are as Andrew said, called to a higher standard. And so I think when we're talking about language, it's not only don't use curse words. That That's not the only part of this. But in that verse, um, it talks about that it may give grace to those who hear, that it may edify. And so I think that plays in, and I think it's interesting that it uses those words after it says, let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification. So our language should also be good for edification. Um, The things that we're saying, I listened to a Christian podcast once, and they were talking about some other podcasters in a way that was not edifying, made me uncomfortable. And so not just our language, but the way that we talk about things and people. And, and the thing is, is we have to keep that in mind. Now, the verse, I was afraid when you said Philippians, you were going to take the verse that I was going to use, <laughs> because the verse that I think of is Philippians 4.8. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise— Think on these things, what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. And I think of that, we we should be, our show, our podcast should be whatever is true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, worthy of praise. These are the things that, that should represent, if we're going to be a Christian podcast, these should represent our show. Amen. So I think it, it kind of goes beyond just language, because I think one of the things to think about with that is your your language could be fine, but what is it that you draw up in the minds of your listeners? In other words, do you present things that you know are false, but you word it in a way where you just tantalize it out there? You, you kind of tickle the ears in a way. Maybe there's some shows where they try to go on the edge of seeing how close they can come to a line of getting people to think, well, sexual innuendos and things like that. And they'll just go really close to that line. I would say for Christians, we shouldn't be doing that. 
we, we shouldn't be trying to see how close we can come to a line that we know, well, if we go over that line, that would be sin. But we'll, we'll just get really close to that line. No, I don't think we should even get close. You shouldn't be presenting things. Now, you may be presenting things that are, maybe it's a, a position that you hold theologically and someone else holds a different one, or, or whatever it could be. There are podcasts I know what they do is they will say things that though true and of themselves, but when you, they put it in such a way to misrepresent a person's position. Misrepresentation is not something you want to do in a podcast, whether secular or Christian. Because once your audience realizes you're misrepresenting someone, they're, you're going to lose credibility with them. You're not going to be seen as someone that they want to listen to. I, I know of an example of someone who holds a theological position, and he's been corrected multiple times from people that hold that position that he criticizes. And he's lost credibility with anyone within the camp that he's criticizing because they all recognize he misrepresents the position. Now, some people in his camp, well, you know, he, he gets a lot of pats on the back. But any one of them that does any study and starts to realize that he's misrepresenting will end up losing credibility with him and will not want to listen anymore. So even if you disagree with someone, uh, don't misrepresent them. Don't, don't give a false, even if it's not false in the details, if it's false in the conclusion that you're, the story you're telling, then it's still a misrepresentation and would still be a deception. And we shouldn't be doing that in our podcast. What happens if you misrepresent people, and I have seen this happen, is let's say that there's, let's say you're a dis, you're talking about discernment and you say, um, you know, Jenny Smith, this teacher over here, let's, let's say she's a pastor and um, then you add to that and you say something that's not accurate. What happens is people are not going to trust you. You're, you're no longer trustworthy. Well, Jenny Smith wouldn't be a pastor. Well, she may claim to be a pastor. <laughs> we just lost half our audience. Um, <laughs> um, we don't want to misrepresent Jenny Smith. <laughs> right. All right. So, but misrepresentation is something we want to be careful of. We want to we we want to make sure that we are properly representing the other side. You know, when I wrote my book, what do they believe? One of the things that was really important to me when I wrote on these other different religions was to be able to have something out there that. People would read the books and say, you accurately recorded what we believe. I had with one of the Mormons, uh, he said, there's no Christian that writes a book on Mormonism that's accurate. And I said, well, okay, tell me where I'm wrong. And he actually checked it. And he said, three things were like spelling and grammatical things. Three things he admitted were so minor. Two of them, he said, they weren't even worth mentioning. So he actually had to admit that I did a fair job and was accurate and didn't mis misrepresent his position. That's what you want to do, because when you do that, you get credibility. I, I always think of one of the early church fathers, and now I've drawn a blank on who it is now, but there's an early church father that was so honest that basically when he spoke, he would speak, he defended someone in court, and the fact that he spoke out against, you know, saying this is what happened— that was enough. Even though people were against that idea at first, the fact that he spoke convinced everyone because of his integrity. As a podcaster, 
whether Christian or secular, you want to have integrity with your audience. If you have integrity with your audience and you mess up on something, your audience will be forgiving. You admit, hey, I messed up here. They're going to forgive. But if you lose that respect and you don't have that integrity, if you mess up on something, they're not going to turn back and listen. So you want to think about whether you're misrepresenting someone or a position. You want to try to be fair. Another thing that works really, really well, and a lot of people do this, and I believe, and I'm going to take a strong stance, and I may make a lot of people upset, but I believe that clickbait is wrong. Now, let me explain what clickbait is for those who may not know. Clickbait is when you give a title of your episode or a title of a blog, and it's it's just so salacious. People want to know what's in there. Now, I admit that you want to have a catchy title because catchy titles will get clicks. But some people will put a catchy title and you go through and read the blog or you listen to the episode and there's nothing in there about it. I, I remember once where someone said he was going to answer, give his position on a theological topic. He said, it will be in my next episode. Make sure you listen. And after the episode came out, he even said it was answered. I listened three times. I kept going, where did I miss it? It wasn't in there. Nowhere did he mention the thing he said he was going to talk about. Now, in that case, it wasn't the title, but I've seen titles of podcast episodes where it's not mentioned at all, but that's in the title. Or sometimes what you have is someone will mention something really salacious and you go through an hour podcast and the last four minutes mentions that that minor, it becomes a minor point of the podcast, but that's the title of the podcast. Now, Colleen, you once got nervous with me. I did a podcast on Apologetics Live, and since you and I post to the same website, you saw my title, and it was called Trolls, Trolls, and More Trolls. And you said, "Uh, Andrew, that almost looks like clickbait. Until you listened to the episode and realized we actually had nothing but one troll after another, after another, after another, the whole show. And that's really what the show was about, dealing with trolls. It was actually fitting because... It was about what the show was about, but that sounded pretty clickbaitish, just from the title. This is why I think it's important to distinguish between a title that may be exciting. Um, we did a an episode once called "The Gospel for Indebted Women Without Tattoos," and so that that could sound like a sort of title that's trying to get clicks. If you want to be you know, uh, literal about it, but that's what our episode was about. So sometimes you can come up with a clever title for what your episode is about. And that's different than the sort of clickbait that we're talking about, because a lot, some of the clickbait out there, it, it misrepresents, misrepresents maybe what the episode is about, um, or it, it's just deceptive in, in general. So you wanted to stay away from deception altogether. You know, I know you shared this on a previous episode, but maybe not everybody has binged and listened to every episode of So You Want to Be a Podcaster. I don't know why they haven't, (laughs) but you shared on a previous episode about a podcast you listened to that engaged in clickbait and it turned you off. Right. Why don't you share that? Yeah, there there was a podcast and they had a great title. And so I clicked on it and 
I listened and in fact, it was one of the first one I listened to, I think was, was the one that was kind of like Andrew was talking about. I kept having to fast forward to get to that thing that was in the title. And it was like the last, you know, 10 minutes or so. And, and then what they said wasn't even exactly what it was about. And so I was a little disappointed. Okay, whatever. Then it happened again. And they had this very clickbait title. But what the title said, and what was really in the episode was two totally different things. It was not an accurate representation of what was re- what it was really about. And so I was disappointed again. And then I clicked on it a third time. <laughs> Same thing. And then I thought, you know what? I'm done clicking on this podcast because they're deceptive in what they're going to be talking about. And so again, what does it do? You lose integrity with your audience. So remember why you're podcasting. That's why I say go back to that first episode we did on, on having your goals. Know why you're podcasting. Think about your audience because you don't want to be losing that integrity because if you lose a listener, they often don't come back and they won't have good things to say about you if, they lo- if you lost them because of integrity reasons. So you, wanna, you want to have integrity when you're doing your podcasting. Let's talk about playing with download numbers. Now, Apple has done a lot and others have been doing a lot to try to resolve some of these things. We host with Blueberry and Blueberry right now is the only host as of today that is certified with their numbers, which means they actually go through and they look at your website and they go through to to how it's clicked and, and where those clicks are coming from. Because there are things that people do to try to make it look like they're they're bigger than they are. Now, one thing I know I've seen with Blueberry, if you go into the Blueberry stats, if you look at the um, the podcaster dashboard for Blueberry, there is a number that you see if you have like a network like the network like we do. I could look at our network and tell you that you know we have half a million downloads, we, you know, but that's actually not really 100% right because some of those downloads are counted twice. Right. So they're, they're counted in the main feed and then the individual feeds. So realistically, if I was going to look at it, I would have to look at these numbers and say, well, in, in this case, the, the community, you know, you actually on yours carried some over from prior because you were you were having your podcast for like two years before you joined us. So you have your numbers and then we have the podcast community numbers and which the the community numbers are the ones that you use. So there's there's times where people will use a number that shows up and it's not the right number. They use a number that makes it look bigger. Right. Well and Andrew if if we wanted to and, and we won't do this, but we could go to that main number. And we could screenshot it and say, look at the Christian podcast community has only been around for however long, and we already have over 500,000 downloads. Okay, that we know when we uh, signed up with Blueberry and got the account going that the guy from Blueberry said, do not look at this number. This is not an accurate number. And he showed us you need to click here to get your accurate a network number. But that number's there. And if we posted it, it would look accurate. But it would be deceptive because that number 
include actually includes several of the podcasts more than once and the podcast downloads more than once. And so you, you got to be careful with that. But there's other ways you can play with your numbers to make it look like you have more downloads than you do. You know, another thing that people will do is they will download their own podcast multiple times. Now, if you're, if you're on Blueberry, Blueberry is going to take care of that because they're going to be looking by device. And this is one of the things to be aware of that more and more like iTunes is looking to try to do this, but they, the individual podcast apps can't check as well, but your hosts are more and more when they're going to be certified are going to be looking for things like that because they realize that there's, there are people who will download over and over and over again on the same device. And they try to catch that. Now, iTunes will, they, they have punished people that do this regularly. So you don't want to do that just to try to generate numbers because you're, what they're doing is they're looking to see that someone's consistently doing that. It, can, it will hurt you. Now, the reality, if you're doing things like that, again, this gets back to be the issue of integrity and honesty. Why are you trying to create numbers. I mean, there's things that I know there's, there's people that will buy downloads. They will, they will pay people to go and just download. They create bots and they download episodes multiple times in different locations on different, what's called virtual machines. And so by doing that, it looks like they're in different places and, oh, look at all the downloads we have. Well, if you're paying for those downloads, they're not really downloads. No one's actually listening. Again, I go back to remembering why you're podcasting. Are you podcasting so people will hear the content you have? Or are you con podcasting to, you know, make money? And the only reason I say make money is because why else would you be doing the download? When people try to fake the downloads, it's usually because they want to, sh to show themselves bigger for advertising purposes. And that could get you in trouble because if you get caught. I do know of a podcast that got caught. They were buying downloads. They were making money off the downloads. This was a secular podcast. They got caught and their advertisers went after them for the money that they had given. Why? Because the numbers were fictitious and the downloads are what justified the amount of money that they got paid. So keep that in mind when you do these things. So, you know, th there's some other things people do that I've seen that people will do is sometimes, you know, they will post older episodes on the same feed on a, you know, just so that there's, there's the number of people, if you have a hundred people subscribed and they listen to your podcast and you download a second day, you're going to get 200 for the week. If there's, you have a hundred subscribed and there's people who will do things like that. Now, if you have a daily, I have a daily podcast. We used to have it on the same feed. We had the weekly and we had the daily. So I used to get a lot of downloads. Why? Because a lot of people liked my, my weekly one, but they would automatically download the daily one. But my daily one does not get as many listens regularly as the weekly. What I did was separate those so that the numbers were more realistic to the podcast. So my daily numbers, my daily feed on over a week gets about the same as my weekly, but each episode of my daily gets like one fifth of the weekly. Now, if I kept them on the same, oh yeah, I would be doing great. I'd have, you know, 15, 20,000 downloads, you know, that I could say, 
but it really wouldn't be that people are listening to all those because some people were downloading it and deleting it. I'm concerned with people listening. That's the goal. That's why I did, made that separation. Now, did that separation hurt my numbers? Sure, it did. But I'm not concerned about the numbers. And I, I, I want to say that as well here is, is we've said this on a previous podcast, and we, Colleen and I were just talking to an individual who, who said this was great advice that he heard on one of our previous podcasts was, don't worry about the numbers. Don't. I mean, you want to know the trajectory. You know, I'm not so concerned about my numbers. You know the chart that I like to look at? There's two things I like to look at to see how I'm doing as a podcaster. I like to look at my month over month to see that it's continuing to grow, and it is. I'm excited. I like to see the the number of downloads on older episodes. Why? Because if people are liking my content, if people are liking your content, they're going to binge. I have seen, I just got back speaking at the Philippines, and I saw that there were several people that binged on, you know, my daily. I mean, I think they downloaded all 300 <laughs> in a single day, because one day I had just a ton of downloads on that one. There are people that will go and do that. They like, they're like, I like everything. And I have like 300 episodes. You're going to have that. So the point being is you want to remember why you're podcasting. It's about what you're trying to teach your audience, that relationship you have with your audience. Don't make it about the downloads. Yeah, you know, uh, one of the people that's part of our community, we had had some issues with the stats, getting them to people that are part of our community. And so I talked to one of the gentlemen and I said, um, have you been getting your stats? And he said, no, but I'm okay with that. And he said, I'd rather just not focus on the numbers right now. And I said, well, you are growing month by month. And he said, that's, that's good. That's all I need to know. And I think sometimes obsessing about those numbers can be, can be very discouraging. So um, going back to what Andrew said earlier, remember why you're doing this. Yeah, because the, there are people who get so hung up on the numbers that the, the podcasting com- becomes about the numbers not the content. And when that happens, it's not too long that you start losing people because your audience is listening for content. They're not listening to see how salacious you can get. Now, you may keep some people. There's some people that like that. But overall, just think about it as far as an ethical position. And this is true even for, you know, people that are not Christians. Those people, you know, again, I'm saying you want to have integrity with your audience. Yeah. And, you know, I think we should talk. This is something that I feel very strongly about, Andrew, and that is um, copyright issues. And one of the things that I see over and over and over again is podcasts, including Christian podcasts, using music that they do not have the rights to. And Andrew, you, you've talked about this before. Even if you're a small podcast and you think no one's ever going to care if I play the latest popular Christian song on my podcast. It is wrong. It is against the law. So even if you never will grow big enough that they'll come after you legally, don't do it. And we've talked before and put a list together, and I'll link it in the episode notes, um, where you can get free music or purchase music for a very small fee to use on your podcast, but don't illegally 
use music that you don't have rights to. Yeah, this is under legal issues. And when we think about copyright issues, there's a lot of different things that come up when it comes to music. Some people think, I've heard one person say, well, as long as you play less than 30 seconds, you have the freedom to do to, to play it. No, you don't. You don't have that right. If, if it is copyrighted material, you can't use it without permission. Now, I've mentioned this on a previous podcast, but there was a secular podcaster, very became a very big pop podcast, and he was using some music for years. And the artist said, stop. He refused. He felt he had the right to do it. He thought it was under fair use, and he continued to do it. Well, when an artist asks you to stop, stop. I mean, the smartest thing to do is stop. Get Change your intro, change whatever it is. But in this case, I, I think the court, it went to court, and I think he ended up having to pay a quarter of a million dollars because they charged him for every episode that he used the music. They charged him a royalty fee. And I don't know about you, I would basically never be able to pay that. So the reality is, is there can be a serious consequence to it. Everybody thinks they can get away with it. But if you're that one that doesn't, you could really be hurt. Remember that this is other people's content. Would you want your content being stolen? Would you want to see people, and, and this actually does happen, where you have people that will take your podcast and they play it on their own on, on their own feed so that they can get listens from your content. Now, would any of you enjoy someone doing that to you? Well, if you wouldn't enjoy it, you shouldn't do it to others. So when we think of the legal issues, just think about content, you know, whether it's the music or, you know, look, as I said, if someone, you wouldn't want someone to steal your content, put it on their show. Don't be that guy that does that either. There's a lot of places that, that will do that for different reasons, maybe to get traffic, maybe for whatever. But the reality is, is that you shouldn't go and do that without permission. I just recently had someone that wants to play several of our podcasts on their Discord server. They came and asked permission. They said, we have this, we, we would like to, you know, now I'm not sure if I'm going to give permission. I got to think through that. There's, there's advantages, disadvantages, but at least they asked permission. However, if they don't ask permission and go and do it, I have the legal right to put a cease and desist. And if they don't stop, I could actually get their whole Discord channel shut down. You don't want that with your podcast. You don't want to get shut down. And as Christians, and, and this probably more than any other episode we've done is going to be more geared toward Christians, but as Christians, when you're violating the law, you're violating Romans 13. Romans 13 says that Christians are to obey the governing policies, the governing laws over us. Copyright laws are laws. Do not violate them just because you think you can get away with it, right? So these are legal issues to consider, ethical issues to think about. Yeah, and so I do want to talk about fair use. If you're somebody that wants to play a clip from a sermon or a clip from a YouTube video, get to know the law. There are ways that you can play clips for the purpose of commentary or criticism. So there are there are legal ways to do that, but you, you really want to make sure that you understand the law well if you're going to be participating in that sort of critique on your podcast. So let's let's move over to promotion. And a lot of this 
we're going to see we've we've you know mentioned some things of how not to do things about playing games with numbers things like that but when it comes to promoting your show there are some ethical ways to do that okay you can you can promote by promoting other shows i think as as christians we should be promoting others not ourselves we sh- i mean Social media, no matter what you think about it, social media is self-promotion, okay? You have a podcast. You have to be engaged in self-promotion. But one of the things I want you to think about, even listen to this podcast so you want to be a podcaster. Listen to how often we mention other shows in our podcasts that are not ours, some that are not on our in our Christian podcast community. Why? Because we believe as Christians, we should be endorsing or promoting others that have good content out there. That ends up having a ethical way of getting promoted yourself. Now, I don't say that you should promote it and be like, well, I promoted you. You must promote me. When you promote someone, you have to realize you're also endorsing them. So make sure when you're promoting a podcast, you're doing it because you believe what they're doing. Why do I say that? Because there's an unethical way of doing it. There are people who promote podcasts because even though they don't endorse them because they want the promotion back. They want the endorsement back. You shouldn't be doing things to get something in return. There's a Christian principle there. But we should not be doing that. If we promote others, we promote them because we think they're good content. And so recognize though, when you do promote them, you are implicitly endorsing them. You want to think about how you go about the promotion because you want to promote in an ethical way as well. So let's wrap up on working with others. Now, when we work with others, there's different ways we work with people, Um, contracts that we get services for or podcast reviews. Let's think about the, the contracts. When you are working with getting services, whether it be getting logos for your podcast, getting intro music or or intros and outros done, whether you get voice talent. When you do things like that, just keep in mind what we've been saying. There's an ethical way to do these things. You are a representative of Jesus Christ if you are a Christian podcaster. So when you get into these contracts, be a man or woman of your word. Don't try to Get out of a contract so you can get free work. Don't try to do, you know, I, I know someone who he goes and buys things and he'll, he'll purposely get things that he could be able to use and then return, even if it's half used. Some places let, let you do that. And he will do that on, so that he's saving money. That's unethical. You shouldn't be doing things like that. And if you are working with other people and you're getting in services with others, whether there's a contract signed or not, if there's a contract signed, you definitely better honor it. But even if it's a handshake deal, honor the deal. Don't don't try to say, oh, no, that wasn't the deal. We didn't agree to that. Be honoring in your work outside of your podcast. Another area that I would say to consider is in podcast reviews. You know, I'm in a podcast group on Facebook with 10 or 20,000 podcasters. And one of the things is it's interesting when someone gets a negative review, especially when it's from a fellow podcaster in the same category. And they the review reflects that they haven't even listened to the show 
There are people who do that. There are people who will go and try to negatively vote down other podcasts to try to bring themselves up. I would say that is unethical to do. We, we shouldn't be trying to tear others down. Now, if you honestly have listened to another podcast and you think that that review honestly, accurately reflects the podcast, that you really have a negative view of them, okay, you could put that review. But trying to give reviews just to give negative votes, I don't think that is an ethical thing to do. Another thing that people do is writing their own reviews under pseudonyms. Create fake names, write a great review, and you can almost see sometimes when people do this because the language is very similar. It's either that or I guess maybe they, they, they have people that, oh, can you write a review? What, what should you want me to say? Here's what you should say. Either way, you want genuine reviews. Don't go writing your own. Don't, don't try to deceive your audience in the reviews that are there or deceive a possible audience because people are going to look at those reviews and decide if they want to listen to this podcast. Well, you shouldn't be doing things like that where you, you are purposely deceiving the audience or possible future audience with negative or positive reviews that are written by yourself. So these are some things to consider when it comes to working with others. Yeah, I think it's it's helpful when we're considering any of this, any of these things, is what what is the right thing to do according to the Word of God? And anything that's deceptive, you know, one of the things that, you know, we taught our children was not just do not lie, but it was do not be deceptive. And so a lot of the things that we're talking about that we're saying do not do this are things that are deceptive. So what we've spoken about today is dealing with podcast ethics and really overarching. We want you to remember why are you in podcasting? What are you there for? It is for the audience. So you want to have integrity with your audience. So you want to think about your behavior on your episode and how you do the promotion of it. You don't want to play games with your numbers. You want to think about the legal issues. Think about ethical ways to promote and think about the way you work with others. And this will help you to have more integrity with your audience. Hey, Colleen, I don't know if we've mentioned, but we have a new affiliate with the Christian Podcast Community. Oh, we do? I don't even know if I know about this. You, Yes, you do. We just It's been a while. <laughs> I don't think we mentioned, are you just watching with That's Eve Franklin right. and Tim Martin? Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm not the movie buff. We, everyone that listens knows Neither that. Neither am I. But this is a, a podcast, a monthly podcast, where once a month what they look to do is do a critique of the movies. Now, I actually did watch the the last Marvel uh, Endgame, and I, I got to listen to their podcast episode. Uh, they go through, and they actually critique it in a lot of different ways as far as the music score and things like that. And they try to bring in what values, what moral issues they see in, in the movies and issues that Christians should be concerned about or not, you know, in, in different movies. And I found it very helpful for the one movie I saw. Now, granted, uh, Eve did tell me that I should not have started watching the Marvel series with the last right? one because I really <laughs> didn't understand. She said, there's about 20 of them you should have watched before that. And I went, oh, okay. But 
hey, I was with my kids and they wanted to see it. So I went. You know what? Speaking of kids, I, I, even though I'm not a movie person, sometimes my kids want to go see these movies. And so I actually do enjoy listening to her podcast to kind of learn about the movies that are out there and what they have to say about them. But I think it's even helpful for parents. Yeah. I mean, it, it even gets me thinking maybe I should go watch that. Right. Then I go, no, maybe not. Uh, I don't have enough time. But if you are interested in movies, Frank Mullis, um, you should be listening to Are You Just Watching with E. Franklin and Tim Martin. Yeah. And I would say even if you aren't interested, it is fascinating to hear a discussion about a movie from a Christian perspective. That's right. And for folks, uh, we, we said on a previous episode, we shouldn't tell inside jokes without explaining it. Frank Moles is is one of the, he used to be a podcaster. He's somewhat, sometimes he is on the Five Solos podcast with James Watkins, and he is an avid moviegoer. And so I bust on him because he has way more time than I do. He can see movies. I don't have that kind yeah, of time. Yeah, he has lots of but, free time with his many jobs. <laughs> I don't know how he does. I, I know what it is. It's He spends the time with his kids. That's, that's yeah. basically what it is. Yeah. And I don't have kids in the house. So... Go check out Are You Just Watching? 